So welcome to Confessions of a Serial Seller. I have with me a, a sales speaker. He's a tech expert, and he actually created a SaaS-based sales platform called Sales Enabler. Matt Garman, welcome to my podcast. Hi, Sonny. How you doing? Yeah, really good, thank you, really good. Thank you so much for joining me. Matt, tell, tell my listeners a little bit about you and, and your background, how you got to, to build this platform. Uh, well, the, the platform in itself is, is sort of uh, eight to nine months old. Uh, the, the logic behind it has come from, um, I mean, I've grown and sold a couple of tech companies of my own. Yeah. But, um, more recently in sales consulting, I realized that an awful lot of organizations just, um, to be honest with you, I'm sure you're familiar with it, they, they wing it when it comes to their salespeople. So Enabler is actually about building an online sales platform so that um, the organizations can, can work towards the best of what they are. Fantastic. And what's been your background in sales? You mentioned obviously a couple of tech companies that you had. Uh, first sales job, my first sales job was in my very early 20s. Uh, I was uh, I, I joined as commission only life insurance salesperson, yeah. so it was uh, old school, hard, hardcore. Probably knocking 200, 250 phone calls out a day. Yeah, um, being told to disappear, um, not quite so politely, quite often. Um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it, it taught me a lot. But the great thing about it, I had I had some very good formal structured training, which has also yeah. influenced my learning as well. Uh, and what were your, from memory, what were sort of key things that, that you took away that you still use in today's world? I think that one of the really, really key things that, that I use in today's world is, is um, structure and organisation. You know, there are not 99 best ways of selling things on behalf of your company. Um, when, we, when we sold you know, when I was sold life insurance, you know, we went, we went through a very, very structured training so that everybody knew what they were supposed to be doing. And then coming to the end of it, when you've gone through the whole 12 week process, yeah. you know, the, the organization is very confident that, um, that those people out in the field are actually providing the best, best um, presentation of what the company is trying to provide. So yeah. consistency important. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And what's some of the best advice that you've been given along your journey? I know you, you do consultancy for a lot of organisations. What's some of the best help, tips and advice that you've been given along, your, along the way? Well, I think I was very fortunate to have spent some time with, uh, with, with a top American speaker, uh, a gentleman called Jack Daly, um, <laughs> who, is, uh, who I respect a huge amount. And... and Having been somebody who's been very, I've always been immersed myself in my sport. Mm. Um, he gives that he gives the analogy that, and, and I, I firmly agree with it quite strongly that that most amateur sports teams mm. are probably run better than most sales teams, mm. which sounds a bit crazy. But the logic behind that being that most, you know, every up and down the country, we'll see, uh, we'll see amateur sports teams turning up on a on a on a tuesday or a thursday wednesday or thursday to practice but but fundamentally all of these they all have a coach yeah. they all have a playbook and they all practice regularly and sadly yeah. there's too many sales organizations and organizations that are selling their products and services that just fall foul of those three things yes 
And why do you think that is? Why do you think the majority of salespeople don't practice, don't have a coach, don't invest in themselves? I, I, I don't know. Um, I really don't know. And it's, it's, it's quite strange to me because I, um, I just wonder where people's knowledge comes from. I think sometimes there's an element of arrogance because yeah. I think if somebody's got the job, got, got a job role and it's got the word sales in it, um, they either think that, that they know everything or, or, or the employer thinks that that person knows everything. And, and you and I know, you know, we've got to be lifelong learners. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting as we move forward now, um, particularly, obviously, with the current state of affairs, um, you know, the, the people that are going to do well moving forward. And I think it yeah. is going to be the people that, um, that have invested in, in themselves. They're constant learners. Yeah, um, and, and, and they and they add as much value as they can to the sale. Totally. You obviously you you I know your expertise is in tech sales. You know SaaS. And what what's what, what's what have you seen change in sales from when you maybe started your first in your first tech business a you know a few years ago to now? What what does it take you know in today's world to be really successful in, as a tech sales expert? Well, I don't think it's necessarily tech. I think it's fairly consistent. But what I think, um, and I, I'm obviously familiar with your background, Tony, as well. But mine being life insurance, you know, I think one of the one of the big skills that is lacking is is prospecting. Yeah. And and the reason the reason I say that, uh, uh, and, and lead generation and being able to do that sometimes yourself. Um, you know, I'm I was 50 last year. And, you know, when I first worked in sales, um, we didn't have the internet. Yeah. So, so we had to be, we had to, the prospecting was done by phone. It was, we were typically more resourceful. And I think what's happened is there's, there's quite a lot of, uh, there's quite a lot of, there's a huge investment gone into demand generation, online platforms, lead generation and marketing. And, and quite rightly so. But I think there has been, an, there has been uh, examples where we've lost sight of how to prospect. Yeah. So what's going to be interesting when we go up and get, get up and running after the current situation at the moment is, is, um, is how many of those organizations actually know how to prospect well. Because my fear is yeah. that there's a huge amount of money that gets invested in, in digital, online, and all sorts of marketing. Yeah. But there hasn't been the in, enough investment in the sale so the, the sales process the sales training so what happens is a salesperson gets past a lead or an opportunity or an inquiry and they're not well versed or well drilled or well trained in how to progress that opportunity moving forward yeah i couldn't agree with you more i mean it's it's uh, it's this is where i help my clients because they i really see this a lack of a lack of skill because they've not been shown the right way. I mean, what's what's one of the best tips that you can give when it comes to prospecting successfully? I I I, I mean I think organisations need to know where their best opportunities come from, and I think you know we we've all met. You know we've all met a handful of rainmakers along the way, and the, mm. the best people do things naturally. Um, but if you actually work out what they do naturally, of course they've got charm, they've got charisma and those sorts of things. But I think one of the things that they are actually also is they're incredibly well organised. Yeah. Uh, what I haven't 
I have, I've not yet met a really super successful salesperson mm. who is not really, really on top of their, their the opportunities that they're working on, yeah. the, contacts around, the contacts around those opportunities, um, the influencers, you know, they kind of know what's going on. And I think those are the kind of disciplines that, that I think sometimes are lacking. But the organisation should look to try and impart on their more junior salespeople at times. Yeah, totally. I, I know you wrote the book, Learning the Ropes. Tell us a little bit about what, how that came about and, and what, what's, what's the sort of key messages in the book. Well, the the, um, the 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 topic. What I what I haven't told you is that um, I kind of left school and I left home at sixteen, mm. and um, and and I I had two interests at school. One of them was uh, one of them was playing rugby. I was good, but not that good. Um, mm. And the other one was going fishing with my friends. And the week after I left school, I got a job as a tea boy on a trawler. All right. Um, and and. Sadly, what, what happened, so working on a boat was, was one of, sadly what happened, I, I unfortunately had to witness a burial at sea for one of the other guys that died on a boat. Oh my um, God. And I ended up, and I looking around for something else. So that's my, I stumbled into sales. But there's, a, there's an expression of learning the ropes when you learn your journey, you learn your life. Mm. Um, and so the, the, the topic of learning the ropes, um, I felt was quite, quite, uh, um, quite, close to my heart when it came yeah. to actually having gone through the journey of growing a couple of businesses and you know we, we all we you know we, we most often people talk about successes but obviously along the way there's quite a few failures yeah uh, we learn those sorts of things so learning the ropes is is actually my take on doing things really simply and I think again going back to the point I made earlier I think all too often we try and overcomplicate things yeah and there's a there's a there seems to be a lack of, of, of trying to achieve, do the simple things well and aim to do them better. Yeah, no, I think that's really key, actually. I heard an expression that always stuck with me, which is top performers, they just do the basics brilliantly. You know? Yeah, they do, they do, they do them really, really well. And sometimes, you know, it, and I just think, you know, watching, I, I, I've always been a huge fan of, uh, I love watching people that are brilliant at what they do, and it doesn't really matter what field that is. Yeah. And it, and it is, you know, and I, I've, 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 I've been fortunate enough to, to work with some really, really great sales managers and some great sales people. Yeah. And I learn along the way, and I think, and, um, and I think, yeah, but just watching, watching people do things really, really well, and it comes naturally, of course it does, but like everything else in life, it comes naturally after progress, persistence, yeah. And, 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 and making that conscious decision to invest in improvement in yourself. Totally. And you mentioned earlier, Matt, that it's about consistency, it's about a structure, um, and obviously to be a lifelong learner. But when you have had the opportunity where you've watched some of these great sales directors or sales managers, what are some of the things that you can share with, with my listeners that have really sort of helped, I guess, mould you as a sales leader? I think some of the things that I've, um, I think some of the things that, that have helped mould me, if I'm being completely honest with everyone and your mm. audience, is, is, is things that I've learnt by doing things badly or, or doing mm. things wrong. Um, in, in my first business, I wasn't very good at in inducting new salespeople. Yeah. Uh, I was busy trying to run a business, 
Um, you know, my house was on the line at the time. So I was busy trying to uh, run a business and I was trying to make sales myself. And yeah. I didn't invest enough time, effort and energy in new recruits. And, 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 you know, so, so I think that's, that's absolutely critical is making, making sure that, that, that everyone gets it, everyone's on board, everyone buys into, to what we're trying to do as well. Don't get me wrong. They've got a role to play in that and by all means, and they've got to make sure that they're up for the cup. Yeah. But in the same breath, I think definitely I, I, I didn't, I've, I've learned through, I need to, we need to invest in people because, because, yeah. We've all been in the situation. You now I've seen lots and lots of clients where they've, you know, they've they've hired and fired, they've hired and fired, and and, and they keep looking at they keep looking at people yeah. as the answer. But people is only the answer if there's a system in place to help support and underpin those people to allow those people to perform. Yes, totally. No, no, I couldn't agree with you more. And share with us. Obviously, you've built this platform, Sales Enabler. Tell us a little bit more about what that actually, what that entails and, and some of the things that the listeners can learn from it. Well, if I, I my, my kind of, the, the thought stimulus of this started in, in 2018. And, and what I did is I, 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 I realized I, I spoke, uh, I spoke at 21 events in 2018 and I keep records of these sorts of things like most people do. Yeah. And quite often you're faced with challenges from the audience, um, and I'm bearing in mind I speak mostly to CEO groups, you know, where yeah. there's a kind of dozen, 15 CEOs in the room or something like that. Yeah. Um, so we're not talking large conference rooms here. So everyone gets an opportunity to to, to speak. And one of the uh, one of the uh, constant themes is, well, I can't get this person to do this, or I can't get this person to do that. Yeah. And we've got four or five people, and they all operate in different ways. Mm. And I referred, re, re, referred back to, to when I got into life insurance. You know, you had to do things in a certain way. You had to describe mm. and articulate things in a certain way. Yeah. So my question would always be, well, what's in your playbook? Yeah. And I was, I got, I was so surprised the amount of people that kind of pricked their ears up and their eyes up and said, well, what's a playbook? Mm. And I, I said, look, we, we haven't, I, I think Dolly the Sheep was 90, 1996, we haven't cloned human beings. Yeah. So there are not 99 best ways of selling things. So, so what, what I went about creating and scratching and putting together, which is now, you know, we've got good momentum with sales and eight, but it is a dynamic sales playbook. So there's, there's all the great stuff that I've kind of, you know, consumed and reread from, from great sales speakers. Yeah. What they do in a consistent way and what we've tried to do with Sales Enabler is basically come up with a series of best practice plays, as yeah. I would call them, on, on, and, and, and of, of all great good sales input. And it's at a platform that allows the organization or the client, the subscriber, the sales manager to basically personalize all of those plays so yeah. that they get their own unique personalized sales playbook to share with all of their sales team so that so that nobody's running off doing shooting random bullets all the time love it fantastic and share share with my listeners maybe some of the three of the best practice plays that, that have come out on, on your sales enabler well i think i think there's there's a there's a we've so we've got a we've got a standard you know we come up with about i think there's about uh 10 or 11 plays you know they start from you know 
what would a um, you know what would a uh, what would a great first meeting look like? Yeah. If, if the if the listeners in the listener if your listeners are in, in the UK and they say what well, you know if Carlsberg did a great first meeting, what would it look like? Yeah. You know you'd want to you'd want to um, do your research before you get there. You know yeah. you want to make up make sure you turn up fifteen minutes early. You want to be yeah. smart in presentation. You know you want to be on point on you know you want to take good quality notes yeah. you want to maybe send an, uh, an agenda in advance all these sorts of things is yeah. best practice and it just gets lost so that's an example another probably another another good example is is objection handling yeah uh, when i speak at events people you know there's all sorts of it amazes me how few sales people prepare for objections yeah and, they, and, and when the objections come they wing it or they 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 don't quite do it so so my, one of the things that you can do as a player enabler is, is a great objections you know most organizations when i ask the question very few get past six or seven key objections yeah so we what we should be doing as sales managers is we should be distilling those and coming up with really really well crafted responses yeah. that prolong and open up the conversation more. So that's another example. You know, a great. You know, what what you know, whatever your typical objections are, let's get them there. Let's get people briefed, uh, and let's and let's and let's and let's explore that. And you know, there's another play there, for example, which could be you know, great probing questions. Yeah. What do the masters in your company? What those those rainmakers that we've mentioned? What kind yeah. of what kind of questions do they ask, and why do they ask those questions? And if they're really good ones, then let's share them. Absolutely. And, and it's those sorts of things. Those are the things that I want to I want to I want to build a platform where we're each organisation UK PLC. Whenever the salespeople go to market, they've got they're really really well drilled. When yeah. the people come on board, they've got a great onboarding. They've got a, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to wait six months until a salesperson is unproductive. Yeah, you know, and then we've all been there before, and, and you know, oh well, sorry, sorry, Tony, we're six months in, it's not quite working, is it? You know, that's those kind of conversations. What we want to do is we want to, when we make an appointment, we want to send them a login to the playbook. There's your access to the playbook. This yeah. is how we do stuff around here, so that the moment they turn up on site for their first day induction and everything else, they're really pumped up and they're really in tune with the language, the mindset, the terminology and everything else. So it's just, to me, it's about distilling best practice, whatever that looks like in your organization. I love that. You mentioned earlier, Matt, that as a sales leader, you know, when you started out that you didn't have a formalized induction. And I think so many clients I work with don't. Uh, and one thing I always- oh, Yeah, shocking, shocking, yeah. I think, you know, there's there's an assumption there. I'll go back to the point I made earlier. Just because just because somebody's got a, a job title or had a job title that contains the word sales, yeah. we make the assumption. And I say I say it tongue in cheek. We make the assumption they can sell, and we make the assumption that they can sell our products and services. Yeah. And what we what we do is we give them more often than not we give them the. The, the, the crappiest mobile phone, the crappiest laptop, the crappiest company car, and we yeah. and we go and ask them to, we expect them to go and make some magic out of it. And it's no. just really, really poor induction. Yeah, totally. Uh, a lot of my clients, they create what I call the 10 commitments. So it's like 10 standards that they expect or they, they want their staff to adhere to. 
is do you always feel in your experience is that a good thing to do or do you have other suggestions i i think i i i don't ever want to take personality out of salespeople. Mm. um you know salespeople have got charisma and and presence and they dress smartly and all these sorts of things and i certainly don't want people talking like daleks they yeah. have to be empathetic they need to be able to work with 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 um with the client having said that there have to be non-negotiables yeah they have to be drilled in certain ways you know if you want your organization to be positioned in a certain way out in the field or on the phone or wherever your selling is done yeah then there have to be there have to be levels of, of expectation in terms of that communication the values how people operate in, in in my opinion but i don't want to lose sight of people's you know you don't want to lose you don't want to lose a bit of magic but what no, i don't accept is what I, what I don't accept is when somebody says well i don't want to play book mac because i've got my own style that's not yeah. you know that's not that's that's a maverick that's moving away great if they're bringing in the business that until you bring in the business you're going to do it how the company operates and let me let me jump on that it's a really good point you've raised there i a lot of my clients and i'm sure a lot of my listeners will relate to this where they've got a top performer who doesn't abide by the rules and and that top performer will always go back and say yeah but you're not going to get rid of me because i bring in most of the business as a sales leader as a manager what's your best advice for that uh again i go back to uh, to, to, to learnings I've had earlier in my career, and I would go, I would kind of look to uh, model the masters. So if that person is absolute rainmaker and they're fantastic, um, and but um, and, and they're doing all the great things that the organisation wants to do, and I understand style, charisma, and all that comes into play. Yeah. But if they're operating in a certain way, then then why would you not want to replicate that as much as you can? Yeah. And, and that's another example of why an organization needs a playbook. And it sounds like I'm banging on about it, but that's exactly why an organization needs that. Because, you know, let's look at the flip side of that. We do have a rainmaker, the top salesperson. If that top salesperson ends up jumping ship, yeah. then what you've got is you've got an empty sales function and you've, you've lost all of your IP, your sales IP, and all the mindset and skill set and tools that you that you use or that person used to help you win that business beforehand. Yes, yes. Now it's a really good point. Really good point. If I know you've been in sales for many years now, and you've worked with so many organisations and, and been surrounded by so many sales experts, if you had one sales mantra, Matt, what would that be? Oh, that's thanks for that one. I didn't <laughs> I. I, I I think, again, it's getting a little bit kind of, you know, spiritual and stuff like that. I'm a great believer in give more than you take. Yeah. And I just, I just, if you, if you allow, you know, if you, if you, if you don't, if you give, if you give um, without the assumption that you're going to, the world pays you back. The world yeah. pays you back. So, so, uh, you know, try and help. And particularly in, in, in current, uh, situations at the moment you know but, you know we're going to move on from 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 the, the horrible diseases and stuff the disease that we've got around at the moment 
The world yep. is going to come back. The world will re- regather. Human, I, I'm a great believer in, in humanity. Yeah. Um, so, so things will come back. And I just, I just, I just think if, if you give more than you take, you, you, you're setting yourself up uh, for, 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 for in good shape. No, I think that's a really good mantra. Actually, I think it was one of my sales heroes of all time, Zig Ziglar, and and I think it was Zig Ziglar that said, "You can have everything in life you want if you help others get what they want first. Perfect. Uh, there you go. That's a different way of saying the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah totally. If if you could go back, Matt, to your first sales job when you were selling life insurance, knowing what you know now, what advice would you have given to yourself? If I went back, if I was a, a, a if I knew now, uh, knew then what I know now, I would speak to the sales manager. Yeah. And I would say, <clears throat> I'm going to do all the induction stuff. I'm going to do all the learning. I'm going to do that in my own time. Yeah. But what I want to do is instead of instead of me sitting here spending time doing various checklist stuff, and that I'll do all the induction stuff in my own time. But I won't waste that time in your time. What I want to do is I would say to the sales manager, I want the first month of my employment, I want to go out with the top, top salesperson in this company. Yeah. I want to carry their bags. I want to sit in the car. I want to sit in the meeting. And I basically want to be a sponge for all of that knowledge. Mm. I will do everything else in the evenings. And at the end of the month, yeah, I will play back to you. I'll be able to articulate all the great things that are going on in this company and how I'm going to sell like crazy for you, Mr. Employer, Mr. and Mrs. Employer. Yeah, I love that. I have such good advice. And it's it's just a, it's so simple, but so many companies don't do that and take advantage of their top performers. And as you said, create that playbook on what the best do differently, right? Definitely, 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 definitely. Right. And the other, just just on that as well, I, I say I come back to to the, the learnings I had. You know, you you got to have a coach. I think you've got to have a coach. You know, it's like everything else in life. Going back to the amateur sports teams, yeah. the amateur sports team. You know, the coach is there every week, and these guys, you know, most 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 amateur sports coach, they do it for nothing, right? No. So if we're professionals, we've got to step it up even more. Yeah. So, so you've got to have a coach. You've got to have a play. You've got to know what the rules are. You've got to know what the company does in certain scenarios. You've got to know your best plays. You've got to know your best how to overcome objections. You've got to know all the brilliant things about your products and your services and all those sorts of things. And then you've got to be practice. You've got to practice. Just because you've done it once or twice, you know, you've got to practice and practice, practice. I know people don't like role play, but you've yeah. got to practice um, because. It's when no question asked. You can't go. Uh, 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 uh. You've got to be able to. You've got to be able to nail it. You know, like the going back to the sports, the sports scenario. You know, yeah. um, I don't know what sport various listeners are into, but you know, whether it's football, um, Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi or my rugby when I was into, you know, Johnny Wilkinson in my era. You know, yeah. these people knew how to. These people know how to kick a ball. Yeah, but they still practice 365 days of the year. Totally, totally. I mean, when that when Johnny Wilkinson scored that goal in the last seconds, although it was, you know, it still gives me goosebumps when I think back. 
you know, if you imagine that, the amount of times he practiced that kick under pressure. Um, and, you know, and, and that's why he's had the success he had, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 um, I fail to see, you know, why, why would you not practice? Well, I just don't understand it. You know, the, the thing is, 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 is if you don't practice, I say to, I say to audiences, if, you're don't, if your salespeople are not practicing, then we're, and they're not learning off their own self, um, self-development. Yeah. Where are, they, where are they gaining their sales knowledge? And the answer is they're gaining their sales knowledge in front of prospects that you as a company have spent quite a lot of money generating the leads for in the first place. Really good point. Yeah, really good point. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're, burning, they're burning opportunities where they should be practicing their own time. Absolutely, absolutely. Just you know, so if if you you know if whatever your whatever your conversion metrics are, you know, if you're not practicing, you're not preparing. You could be instead of maybe winning one in one in three. If you're if you're not well drilled and you're not practicing, you could actually only be winning one in six. Yeah, totally. Because, because you because you're burning opportunities that are presented with you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The cost of sale is massive, and I just think it's one of those, it's one of those things. I, 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 I'm all about simple things that you can do better, and that's why you know, I actually invested in the playbook and how we went about it. But it's, it's this, this, the things we all get, you know, we all get crazy about the next new thing. Yeah. But I think you know, somebody said to me when, they first, when I first showed them Enabler, you know, they said, I want to learn about all the new things. And I said, well, to be honest with you, I think my, my view at the moment is we've, we've, le- we've gone too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. And I think the, the, um, one, of the, one of the learnings at the moment is, is the old things, but in an easier to consume format, which is where yeah. you've gone with the platform. I love that. Where can my listeners, Matt, access details about your platform and, and, and your book? So, uh, so yeah, I'm 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 on it. I'm listed as an Amazon Amazon author. So it's Matt Garman, and the book's called Learning the Ropes. Um, in 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 reference to my my previous trawler days, which I'm pleased I've moved on from. Yeah. Um, with regards to the platform, it's salesenabler. It's www.salesenabler.com. That's salesenabler with a B L A on the end. Salesenabler. Dot com. Yeah. Um, any of your listeners want to drop me a line, Matt at salesenabler.com. I would be more than happy. We're delighted to uh, to help out in any way I can on that on that sort of thing as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, man. Thanks once again for giving us up your time this morning. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Catch up soon. Absolutely. <laughs>